you can hear. But um, one of the reasons we started the podcast is because people don't talk anymore, right? We consume our media, um, and our media is curated to give us one point of view, and then we have the choice to agree or disagree. And that's all we've done. We, we are not going to come into the conversation looking for something new, and we're not going to exit the conversation having learned something new. Uh, just based on the, the, the binary choice, right? And, and that's where I think politics has um, eroded culture because now if I go to talk about sports, I gotta bring in politics. If I talk about religion, I have to bring in politics. If I talk about school, I have to bring in politics. If I, if I talk about my friends and who I'm enjoying a sporting event with, right? Now I still have to bring in politics and that politics, at least in the US where it's binary, forces everything else to be binary. Uh, so I think, the, and then going to your point about uh, are people feeling more prejudice? Prejudice. I'll say, okay, so here's, this is random. Just I think that prejudice remains. Younger, white people were very prejudiced against black people. Yeah. Now, it's the other way around. Black yeah. people are much more prejudiced against white people. I, and so, the question I have, mm-hmm. that's all this is leading up to, the question is, what do you think this country would be like if slavery did not exist? As that's far a great as, question. Yes. As far as African-American people go in this country, what do you think it would be like here? Actually, I was thinking, so one thing, if slavery didn't exist, the United States as it exists today would not be a superpower. Yeah, it would Because at that uh, time, uh, right, the money that it was generating was based on free labor. And it was the only, indi- it was the only um, national industry. Well, let's get off the money right? side of it because we don't have a clue as to what would happen. But yeah, the but question remains. All right, so if then slavery if slavery had happened, exist. Africans wouldn't be here. Or, or more to the point, um, we don't know that the U.S. as a superpower would be drawing so many internationals into the U.S. at this moment, right? Like if, if, if there was no reason for people to come for economic security, a better life. If a better life didn't exist, then better life is economics. If a better life didn't exist here, it would be somewhere else. Right, yeah. um, but we've been isolated. Regardless, we would have still been yeah. a superpower. We, regardless of what happened, as far as money goes, we are, you know, as any country, Japan, Germany, and England, they're all superpowers, and Russia, and they didn't. Uh, yeah, maybe have let's call it hegemonic issue. superpower. So, so, so that's yeah. backtrack. So, for superpowers, there's three big superpowers. That's the U.S., China, and Russia. Those three are our top dogs from our economics, population, influence, multiple levels, those three. Once you gather those three conversations, then you can talk about Japan and England that are developed countries that have a strong foundation from an economic standpoint, social standpoint, and what they could do and, and what, how they could generate to support themselves. Other countries are not in the same conversation, not even in a military strength, as Russia, China, and US. So if you were to remove how the US got 
their their revenue, their their strength, then they wouldn't have had the funds to invest so much in the military. Gold, silver, nickel, copper, oil. But those are the same. <laughs> those are the same things that other countries had. That's right. So, but then look. I don't the know top why you're three. limiting it to only three superpowers because there's Iran and England and uh, well, England is a superpower and uh, Australia and New Zealand. So, so what do you consider a superpower? Well, I guess a superpower is you have the ability to push a button and wipe out a whole country. Oh, I guess saying uh, be, a nuclear, a okay. nuclear arms. A superpower, that's what so superpower is. Yeah. It's not yeah. financial, you know. Financial goes everywhere. Well, actually, the thing is, I, I, so India on top of on the topic of finance, I was just watching uh, Mark Zuckerberg in front of Congress today. Oh, yeah. And they are very concerned with the creation of a currency because it will negatively affect the prominence of the United States on the global stage because the dollar is a global currency that gives us power. Right? It's, it, to your, yes, we all have nuclear weapons, but what the United States actually has is the United States dollar. So I thought the, Euros was the... No, one. no. The Venezuelans have no money because we sanction them, period. Uh, they just said, on, at the thing, uh, the congressman said, the reason that the Turk, the reason that Turkey pulled back from Syria is not because of military, but because of the sanctions. Everyone has the U.S. dollar, and if you create a global currency that is not backed fully, which is how the U.S. feels about it, fully backed by the U.S. dollar, it immediately um, deteriorates our national security, but more specifically, our uh, our prevalence and prominence globally. Um, actually, they also said because so many, because of the U.S. dollar, <coughs> uh, international countries pour money into the United States which actually keeps our interest rates low. If we, if the U.S. dollar lost its uh, prominence, basically, right? And we said that, okay, now the Chinese yuan is the currency, or the euro is the currency. And it almost was. Um, when right when was that? A couple, couple when the euro first came out, they were concerned that the euro would supplant the dollar. Oh, but yeah, it did. because of the um, unification in multiple right, countries. Right, and so that was, we, we the U.S., don't want a strong currency outside of the dollar because the dollar is what gives us our power. So that that's all economic. And then you know we export um, culture, right? Uh, yeah. The way that the U.S. today makes makes revenue, uh, it started with with free labor. From free labor, it that allowed for deeper influence in military, in space, and and things I want to say that are really external uh, facing to have influence elsewhere. Hence the World Bank was created to give funding to other countries to support to support aid. Look at Latin America, look at the Caribbean. But then you fast forward, look at those countries now, look at where the US is. Actually I give you one. So this comes from 1619 specifically. So um, slave owners were taking loans from European banks based on the output that they should be able to generate 
on a new generation of slaves. When something happened economically and they were not able to pay back those loans, they didn't pay the loans back. They just said, you know, basically go to hell. Um, but for those that could not, not pay their loans back, they raised taxes on the people in the United States. So those with money who had slaves never lost their money. And they've never lost their money. Uh, I mean, Civil never. War wiped them the hell out. They destroyed the whole Auburn money. No. They destroyed. Confederate money has no value at all. Wiped them all out. That's, lost their property. Lost no, their people, homes. some people lost their property. But you have to remember, I mean, even Texas. Texas, the, I mean, Texas celebrates Juneteenth for a reason, right? Because even when they said no more, slavery is no longer legal. That didn't mean that people were free, right? Like, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, read 1619. Um, they have it on podcasts. Um, but it, it, it's not even dotted line. It's straight line to all the different ways our country has been founded, which makes sense. The same way we talk about, you know, um, the king and queen of England and how they have a monarch, but why? Because that monarch started in 1066, you know what I mean, and, and it's unbroken. Or, or the um, the um, Catholic any, Church, yeah, any empire, any right? empire. That's a culture that's passed down. Even if the um, even if the times change, still, it's very much uh, the same. Now, here's what I'll say. Whites were free to be prejudiced toward blacks. Blacks would be lynched if they spoke up. The space we have right now is that black people have voice to speak out against what they feel is not right. Yeah, injustice. But it it's it is racism, right? If I say I don't like all of y'all, that's racist. If I say I don't like white police that are not held accountable for, for shooting unarmed black men, I should be free to say that without being accused of being a racist. Because I know, and the media tells me what happens if a minority shoots somebody that's unarmed, they are held accountable, right? And, and all of these accountability issues are why people are are upset in in many cases um and it has to do with the collection of information right like before unless you were getting a newspaper and you could read or you had an uncle that escaped from wherever they were nobody knew all these people being lynched were being lynched right but the community knew it that community stays their their um trauma stays now they've had children and now we have a more mobile society where people whose parents lived in Alabama show up in Oakland. And in Oakland, they raise little revolutionaries. <laughs> and, and then that little revolutionary makes his way to Texas, right? And now people are marching and pissed, tweeting. Right, you've got Facebook. Everybody now has a voice. Yeah, everybody has a platform. Um, and I think that that voice remains. But the same is true. It's not like 
I can't go on Facebook right now and find a whole lot of hate speech about every, everybody. Everybody from white people, right. black so people, it's even now. Indians, everything. It's probably more even than it was in the past, where it was more like a, a one, a single direction racism. Because I think, I mean, if I'm being, if I'm being really honest, <laughs> racism is kind of natural, right? So if this is a for the United States in a place where other people come. I was having this conversation. If we were in a homogenous society mm-hmm. where we all looked alike, right? When I look at you, you look like me. I yeah. look at you, you look like me. All our family looks alike. Now we go a step further to identify ourselves as clans. Now it's what language do you speak? How do you wear your clothes? What religion do you might have? You know what I mean? Like now we find a, a separate way to comp- um uh, make ourselves distinct and unique yeah. mm-hmm. as a group. Many groups, yeah. So I think that that's normal, and and but the problem with policy built on racism is racism says that you're bad because you look this way. That's the actual problem. But we're different. I mean, that's yeah. I look at you. You don't look like me. I look at you. You don't look like me. So, eh, but you know, that's normal. Until now, we I'm gonna ask. A question. I'm gonna ask you a question. Now we come to find out our parents blank, and we have all these different things in common. But that's where um, that's where the policy around, let's say, segregation, for example, right, keeps people from having a conversation. Now it's this whole: Do you watch Fox News or not? Right. That is actually media segregation because there's one group of people consuming one type of information. And there's another group of people consuming a different type of information. And those two information platforms are extremely different. Right? So, so now we can't have a conversation. So I wanted to backtrack for a second. So you were talking about uh, automatically being, uh, we were talking about the groups and automatically wanting to- Yeah, make uh, yourself distinct. Make, yeah, make yourself distinct. I would actually, I was saying, we're taught to make ourselves distinct. Because when you're a child, right? When you're out watching the video on LinkedIn, it was this little boy, um, a black child, a black boy, and a little white kid. Both of them so happy to see each other. Maybe like two years old. They both run into each other. And it was like, when you are young, you don't realize people are different than you unless someone tells you they're different. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, we'll always be told that we're different. But I guess what I'm saying is, if we were all black mm-hmm. sitting in Nigeria, and we all Nigerians, now I'm going to ask you, well, what language do you speak? Okay, see? So that's, so that, yeah, you're right. So let's backtrack. The fact that I'm from Miami, I grew up with everybody. So for me, it wasn't like everybody was black or everybody was white. It's like, no, nah, we got some, we got some lighter skins, we got some dark skins, we got some white people, we got some Asians, we got some Hispanic, we got some Eastern Europeans. We got everybody. So the homogenous group was diverse. But that is not normal. You see? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's mm-hmm. not normal. That's, that, yeah. If it were normal, that'd be okay. But once you come out of Miami, mm-hmm. You come realize. into Texas reality, yeah, right. Um, yeah. So, what do you think? Do you get hated on by black people? Do you have any black family? Uh, I married a black man. Okay, all right. There you go. You got a little, uh, little half black son. kids. Do you consider your child half black, or do you consider your child black? Well, that's a good question. I sent my wife and my four-year-old to Oakland, California, for Easter to spend it with her family. All right. She got off the plane, showed her two thousand dollars to somebody, and he shot her in the head and shot my little boy in the chest. What? What? what did you just say? Whoa, 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 backtrack, backtrack. Hold up. Can you repeat that, please, sir? 
Wait, I wasn't expecting that turn. No, not at all. Easter. I sent my wife and my little boy to spend Easter with her family, Oakland, California. We lived in New Orleans. My God. And did she showed the two thousand dollars I gave her to somebody, and he shot her in the head, and shot my little boy in the chest, and killed them both. Now she was in Oakland. It was an all-black area. Yeah. So as far as who's what, I really don't give a shit. She was yeah. my wife, and I loved her. And he was I got my you. son, and I loved him. I got you. Race I got you. Didn't enter any picture. Um, good point, and you have an excellent perspective. Um, when it comes to violence, right? Violence is not owned by any group. Then we're getting to if a black person says something wrong, they get lynched. Son of a bitch. People were getting killed for saying the wrong thing long before black people were in the picture. Heretics. Witches, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, in Rome, the Romans, they. And religion, they used to chop heads off and stick them on poles. Thousands and thousands of people. Look what we did to the Indians. We wiped out the whole culture. <laughs> yeah, I asked my you know, son. We said uh, the wrong thing, and we wiped yeah. out the whole culture. Why? We didn't need to. Yeah, mur well, murder is not... So how... I, this is a good... This is a very good topic. Point. Very good point. In the United States in this experience right now we function as the minorities however we were just talking about uh we were just talking about language on a previous podcast with some south africans that are living in the u.s and in south africa men are uh kidnapping raping and killing women and children and it's not like black south africans are kidnapping white south africans I mean, it's black South Africans kidnapping and raping and murdering black South Africans. And they might even be their neighbor or relative. From a people perspective, people are trash. <laughs> now, when we talk about the way people are free to live their life and the function of recent history in the U.S., slavery is still recent enough for people to have... Remember um, it. Remember um, it in general. Not, necessarily, not even just remember, but to our country is still young enough to still be dealing with the effects of it. Uh, the Romans and the hair, you know, and, and whomever else, they did that. And that, that murder will always be. We, though, assign blame, right? But you always have to assign blame, but that's a function of the platform or let's say the foundation that said Africans were not people. I don't think and we assign it. I think we justify it. Yeah, I mean, we well, you have a reason to yeah, justify yeah. that, not assign it. Well, but I guess the thing is, they had it codified in books, right? You had scientists that said these people are subhuman, and that's why you can treat them that way. That was a cultural experience for a lot of people. Um, and one of the questions I was going to ask you, yeah. fellas, is because you're given a lot of information. And this information must have come to you from some source or yeah. quite a few sources. But if you look, I can take just the people in this yard, whisper a paragraph into that guy's ear, and he can go to them and do the same thing and get back to you, get back to me. It's totally different than what yeah. I said to that guy right there. Mm -hmm. And that's only 
seven people mm -hmm. in a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Now you're talking about something that's happened over hundreds and hundreds of years, passed down through blah, 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 and blah, 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 mm -hmm. and you're basing a whole, here's how I feel because of this. Well, well I you think there's there, a, you have no idea, you don't even know anybody that was there. So that, how there's can a that subset be of something that. other than okay, well whatever it is is fine. Uh, <laughs> whatever you say is well fine. what do you mean though? I mean I, I think that it depends on how specific you want to get. Right? Well, so any, if you're if, if we're specifically talking about the percentage of black people in prisons in the United States and then you look at the data that says what did they do to get there versus what everyone else did and why are they not there there's disparity you, like disparity exists in clear in the information yeah. right that's a policy conversation that we're having right no, nothing in there is fair or unfair the policy is written such that these people are not able or capable or allowed or free to do a thing right so if you go to the prisons in England, is there more black people in prison there than white people? And same with Australia or Japan or South America. Is there more black people in the prisons than white people in those places? I don't know because this is the United States. The answer is no. But I do know that they have nowhere near as many imprisoned people. So they, yeah. their population oh, well, of how do you know prison. That? Well, they because they, they tell those are I numbers. Watch those prison shows and they're over. Probably just like any other prison. Yes, but from a percentage perspective, we have the highest percentage mm -hmm. of incarcerated population people. of incarcerated people among any nation. Mm -hmm. We're uh, number one. Uh, I don't know yeah, you can Google. Oh, I can't look Google it China, right now. But. There's trillions and trillions of people. Yes. That, but look at Japan. They got a little island, and they're stacked on. They can't build out. They build up. Yeah, <laughs> but it's based on percentages of that total population. Yeah. So the United States has the largest largest percentage of incarcerated individuals and we have the we spend the most on military spending and like that yes it's going to be off a little bit on numbers because nothing's exact but that's the information that, that people use to to have conversations and to go back to your point about about people not being there and people not knowing what happened in the past but we have history so you you share that information you pass it down and you're right it's not going to be a hundred percent because nothing's a hundred percent but you know what transpired like the fact that african americans were brought here through slavery you you, you may not know what boat you not know what date what time exactly but that's how they got from africa to here from all the all the refugees that are coming up through mexico they're coming up through mexico right now like there's no other place for them to come except for through mexico because Mexico is still the United States. So there's certain details that that we use to say, okay, well, based based on what we know of history and based on what we currently see, what solutions can we create where both sides of the of their conversation are are, are living in, in, in a peaceful manner, right? Because if you have violence, if you have rioting, if you have people risking their lives for a reason because they care about it and, and and i believe too many times you don't sit back and just try to understand where people are coming from what what's going on what what is your perspective um i, I was i was at an event um yesterday we're doing our, our relaunch for our nonprofit, and, and one person said um i think it was in the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy there was something called like a perspective gun that if you were to shoot it at somebody they would understand your perspective 
Mm. They don't understand where you're coming from so they can say, oh, okay, so this is what you mean in this given topic. Uh, too many times you just focus on our own biases, well, what we believe, and not try to say, okay, well, how, how, does, how is what you're saying fit into to what I know based on my experiences? Um, and then we actually have a general conversation about it. And sometimes you just got to agree to disagree. I mean, that, that, that is what it is, unfortunately, sometimes. Well, we have to disagree. And one fact remains a fact. I wasn't black my whole life. Mm -hmm. I don't have a fucking clue as to the prejudice. Mm -hmm. I don't have a fucking clue about getting jobs or education or how my mother raised me or my father raised me or my uncles. I don't have a clue. Mm -hmm. I can't even guess. Right, right. So for me to come out and say, you're wrong about this and blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah, I don't know. There's no way in the world I could know unless I actually went through it and been there. And I haven't and I can't. So, so you guys are in a different position than I am because you know this stuff. You lived in it. You, you know, you're black. You look in the, yeah, in the bathroom. Right. You look in the goddamn mirror, and you see you don't see a white guy standing there. I'm happy you said that because I was at a, another event and someone was talking um, from the LGBTQ community, and he was like, "Well, what I don't like about talking to people who disagree with me." Is that as they have as we're talking in the conversation, they stop telling me how they feel, starts calling me names, um, and I'm like, yeah, like they're like, oh, you're an idiot, you're stupid, like how how can it's like, whoa, 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 like we're having a conversation here. You don't need to be aggressive. You don't be disrespectful. You can sit here and say, hey, like, I, I just don't understand that. That's not my experience. That's, that's not. I, I don't see it that way. Simple, but they don't do that. They they don't. They're very um. I, 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 get aggressive. Yeah, aggressive. I'm not gonna say this prejud prejudice. Yeah. It's like more like. I'm gonna say it's hatred, you know, it's defensive. It, it, defensive, yeah, defensive, accusatory. Okay. Um, it, it's nothing of a, of a positive uh, nature, I would say. And they do that because they don't know any better. That's what they were brought up to be. And bad, good, right, wrong, it doesn't matter. That's the way they were brought up. They see stuff on the television, yeah. they see stuff in the movies, mm -hmm. they hear stuff from their parents and their uncles, and even at a family reunion, you overhear. Sitting around talking yeah, somebody about talking how black shit. people are and how thieves—they're <laughs> all thieves—and mm -hmm. blah blah blah. You can't base your knowledge, experience on somebody or a group mm -hmm. of people mm -hmm. listening to the people that you love and you depend on them to tell you the truth when they come up with stupid shit like that. Yeah. But you can't—you yeah. can't change it. Mm -hmm. yeah. No matter how you try, you can't change it. So, in my opinion stop the fight. Somebody has to stop the yeah. fight. And instead of saying you're black and I'm white and this happened to me, fuck that. We're people. But Just like you said, we are people mm -hmm. and yep. that's it. There is no difference. Yeah. You yeah. know, I go to the bathroom when I wake up in the morning and I cough and I, you know, the yeah. same shit. It's the same thing. And if you start living it instead of talking about it, you're way ahead. And I definitely agree with but that's that. That's not what leaders do. Yeah, you see, because yeah. you're not trying to be. A, are you a politician? No. See, well, that's what person. That's yeah. why you're free to have that opinion. Yeah, man. Because when, when it <laughs> comes in into, power, all about division. Yeah, and we gotta hold people accountable. And if we if we can't do that, then we'll never get done. And accountability means that it doesn't matter what what we look like. If someone is going through a situation, regardless of what they look like, the situation outcome is the same. Right, so if someone gets pulled over by a cop, that cop is there to help them, to ensure that they're they're safe, to make sure that they're not harming themselves or other people. That's the duty of a police officer, at least from what I've been taught, what I what I experienced, right, what I know from from a police officer. But if we don't do that, we feel like 
if we see that different groups are being treated differently, like, well, time out, like, like where's the accountability here? If we look at access to opportunities, and, and this is from the black community, this is from the white community in Flint, Michigan, in, in um, El Paso, it's like across the board. If we have cities that don't have clean water, there's an issue. Doesn't matter what the people in that community look like. If their education is not a part, that's an issue. Doesn't matter what they look like. If we are in the United States, this is our country, we have our citizens, we should, be, we should want the best for all of our citizens. We shouldn't want the best just for white people, just for black people, just for Asians, no, no, no. This is America. I believe our first priority should be to take care of our citizens, which means take care of our cities and our states that our citizens live in. After we take care of our home base, then I believe then we go and we, we, we you know, we, we are a superpower, so we go, we help other people because I believe, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. So when you are a leader, you should be helping other people who can't help themselves. But I think you first got to make sure your home base is strong because we are only as strong as our weakest link. So to me, it doesn't make sense for us to, and this is my personal opinion, to be helping a whole bunch of other countries when like yeah. there, there's homeless people here. <laughs> There's poverty issues here. There's lack of education. It's like, oh, that, like, like, why? To me, well, that's not efficient. Is, what, what's your definition of help? Well, right, right, help, right? I mean, what I see, it's another conversation. But, like, my help means to solve. So right. I, I just don't want to, I should not have to always give you money. Yeah, I should, giving money doesn't mean you're solving something. Yeah, it's exactly. So right. I, shouldn't, I shouldn't always have to be, you and I should not always have the same relationship. Over time, if I'm actually mm. solving the problem, our relationship should change. Right. Because you're no longer in level one, and I'm no longer where I am. So if we're both helping each other, because I believe there's always a mutual benefit worth working with somebody, is that over time, we should both rise up to the occasion. And now we can reestablish what help or working together looks like, because we're in different levels. But we don't do that. I believe the type of help, quote-unquote, that we give is to keep the relationship the way it is. Right. So we have control and power over that group of individuals. It's an abusive... Yeah. <laughs> the United States is, is engaged in abusive relationships with countries around the world. Yeah, and, and you can see... And, and, and it's, it's multiple it's levels, funny, right? It's, it's with the white population and the minority population. Then it's with the government and the rest of America. Because if the government really, really, really wanted to solve a lot of these issues, we could do it. It's like we, we know what the issues are. We know what everybody cares about. Not, well, not, everybody's in like across the board. People care about slavery. People care about veterans. People care about disabilities, healthcare, education, criminal justice, like opportunity. Like this is what all the people in America care about. It's not like this is something new we haven't been talking about for the, for the past years. Mm. So let's actually talk about solving these issues collectively. What I found on coffee houses since the 60s is people care about paying their damn bills every month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. right. care about right. whether they have something good to eat or not. People care what kind of car they have, where they live. Mm-hmm. That's what people care about. They couldn't care less about that crap you were telling me mm-hmm. unless you're sitting in a coffee shop talking about it. That's yeah. the only time they tell you they Watching care. Watching television. But mm-hmm. as soon as they walk away, oh, I got to pay H-E-T. Oh, those goddamn guys. And for you to say all that stuff you said about take care of everybody, Mm -hmm. do you feel that white people have an advantage over that take care than black people do here? An advantage? Well, yeah. So I say that white people do have an advantage for sure. But it's on... That was the question. Do you believe that there's an advantage? Oh, for sure. Because I'm on disability. Mm -hmm. I had no idea how to get it Mm -hmm. from an injury. My wife a black girl showed me how to get it mm-hmm. and in that process I learned 
that black people get more benefits than white people do in that system because they know how to do it. It's like anything else. You're taught how to use a phone. I don't know how to use that thing. You can sit here for two days and try to convince me that I could learn this easy. And to me, this is mind-boggling. When I was a kid, they didn't have any shit like this. So, you know, all this technology, computers, I couldn't care less. I had a pencil. But for you to think that there's an advantage puts you at a disadvantage in your mind. So, so it doesn't matter at all. The fact that you think that you're at a disadvantage puts you there. So, so it's the not... only way to change that, and we're talking about changing, mm -hmm. is for you to change that thought. Mm -hmm. Not me or the system or anybody else, but that doesn't exist in your world anymore. I'm qualified to do anything I want to, and you are. Mm -hmm. But don't put that stumbling block in front of yourself by saying, I can't do this because of this, because I'm black. I can't do this because blah, blah, blah. You're already putting a fence in front of you that's stopping you from doing anything you want to do. So, so, so the answer to all those issues is just do it. Don't Nike. fight about it. You don't have to just fight. Nike. Brought to you by Nike. You I think um, I would fight. say you make a good point. There's a couple things. One, the race class issue is one that also remains unresolved where um, yeah, your, your conversation, well, I mean, skip, skipping Obama, but the, the, the race class issue is one that remains unresolved because black people do believe that white people, no matter their socioeconomics, have it better than black people. That's right. Now, there are reports that show that given same educational background, right? But now we're talking about professionals. Usually we're talking about professionals. If you are of the same educational status, who gets paid more, who, who's likely to get hired? But what we never talk about is who are the people on our fringes Right? who are the group of those who are socioeconomically the same and whether or not there's a benefit there. Well, you're no one cares about class, that. not Right, race. that's what I'm saying. Right, and, but cla Upper class, class gets middle class, lower class. ignored because leadership wants... You can't have a binary rich-poor and expect your group of poor to stay there. You can have a binary black-white and allow people to believe right that they are better because it's not about whether you believe you're better it's about whether I go somewhere and somebody who's who I'm above which I mean we're all people but if I believe I'm above them we all know I'm above but then they still think I'm not shit because I'm black that's a class problem but it presents itself as race right and and you know, that's why they say if you start a poor people's campaign, right, and you start talking about people as people instead of people as a binary, you eliminate a lot of the racism. It's hard Assuming, to do though, that your leadership, right, that's, and that's where the politics comes in and that's where these messages come in. So, like you said, it's incumbent upon us to teach our children that they can be anything that they want to be, not that there is a block. 
there is a group in society though that does teach their children that because that's they believe exactly that that right. is a true lesson. But that's the lesson that they've been told. Well, that's you right. Guys believe that. No, Just well, in I mean, conversation. No, no, it's that. a. I'll say this. I do believe that whites have an advantage in the United States. Is it an advantage over me? No. It's an advantage. But it is an advantage. Right? Like, I, there are some things that I just cannot do. Yeah. What I mean, advantage are you referring to? Whether you well, can walk faster, run faster, jump higher? It, no. it's, it's the way if that... If I could talk shit to my boss... Yeah. And? No, if I could talk shit to my boss, if I can talk back to the police... If I can speak any way I want to as a child to a teacher, if uh, if I can expect my school district to be excellent because of my um, my zip code, right? Those are all advantages that are a function of color. So you in policy. neighborhood is integrated but there are segregated neighborhoods right now right like uh, little rock little rock is in the news right now little rock in arkansas yeah okay. they're in the news right now yeah. for segregation of schools and that's where the shit started you know what i mean that's where it started <laughs> in the news uh, in the news mm. uh, so there is there are advantages yeah. right i'm not saying that it's a natural advantage i'm saying it's codified in policy that black schools are hyper-policed, that's a fact. Black neighborhoods are hyper-policed. Black neighborhoods are hyper-policed, that's a fact. I live in white neighborhoods. <laughs> I don't know if it's a fact, I never live No, those are facts, yeah, you yeah, can look that yeah, up. Yeah, you, those you, are facts. You, you could drive around, so, so drive around East Austin and drive around West Austin. In East Austin, you'll find Bell Bondsman, you'll find liquor stores. There's a Bell Bondsman the street? Yeah, you'll find all that in East Austin. In West Austin, you won't find any of that. Yoga studio. Yeah, yoga studio, gelato. <laughs> that's true. That's yeah, very and, true. Right? And, and you can see that it's just in the structure of how things are placed. So then, when you when you see that, you're like, okay, I know that if I'm a, if I'm black, if I get stopped by the police, if I if, if I made an altercation, if I'm if I'm disagreeing with somebody, there's a higher probability that something may go wrong and it won't end peacefully. That's like the simplest term. But if you were white having that same situation, for you, you could disagree with that person. You could get act the way you want to act. You won't be fearful for any negative response to you because of the color of your skin or because of what you believe. But unfortunately for other groups, it's not like that. And mind you, there are definitely different zip codes. Now, because we talk about the zip codes in the school district, and we know that's tied to property taxes. So there's definitely some outliers out there. Like, like this is not a one size fit all for everybody, not at all. But there are definitely schools with predominantly, with predominantly black or Hispanic students that don't have the same education, funding, support as other schools that are predominantly white. And like, we could go talk to teachers, you could see that in their, in their reports. And that's why they've been closing schools in East Austin with the reinvest campaign they have here in Austin. It's like, you look at that and it's like, that that is automatically automatically letting me start out as a disadvantage just based on just the the, the access that I have 
Because if I was going to other schools where they're predominantly white, my education will be better just because the school is predominantly white versus not being predominantly white. Actually, I'll give you one. Here's the thing. This comes from this, this Facebook. Um, so they're using Facebook right now to redline districts, which is federally illegal. And you shouldn't be doing it. But they were doing it. And then Facebook had to go in and say, okay, sorry. We didn't mean to allow them to be able to segregate who they were going to market to based on sex, rate, uh, zip code, and age. Sex, zip code, and age. Right. Because they don't track race. But you know where you live. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we know that Austin was segregated. Black and Mexican East. White West. Yeah. We know that. We know that blacks on the south side mm -hmm. of Chicago had to be on the south side. Mm -hmm. Right? We know that cities were legally segregated. Mm -hmm. So once you assign a zip code to them, you know who lives in that zip code because you put them there. Mm -hmm. Now you got to do is say, oh, this is not about black. This is about 78738. Yeah. 